welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 16 and I have a very special guest. This gentleman is the current ICN India president. He's uh, ICN Physique Pro, so currently holds a pro card in men's physique. He's also a TAFE facilitator for TAFE Queensland and we'll talk about that a little bit more. He is a coach and a gym owner. Um, he's the current director of Fitter Australia, and his family uh, has the best Indian restaurant and Indian food this side of the subcontinent. And I'm talking of uh, Jay Acharya. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic, Paul. Thank you, mate, for having me, and also thank you for that amazing introduction. Oh, my pleasure, mate. I only speak the truth here. You know that. <laughs> so, so how's uh, how's life treating you? How's uh, how's everything going? We're just talking all fair about some of the stuff you're doing. You're an incredibly busy man. I am busy. Uh, life is going good despite the current situation. I think, yep. again, life is what you make it. Absolutely. Uh, whatever situation comes your way, yep. you, if you handle it with uh, positivity and take it as a learning, um, a lesson to learn from, you know, yep. I think there's always something you can learn from any situation. So, yeah, life is good. I'm learning that I really do love gym. <laughs> um, yep. I missed out on that for a little while. Yeah, we all did. We all did. the fitness industry. Yep. And, um, I'm just happy that Australia is opening up, so to speak, and mm. we're especially blessed here in Queensland. Yeah, 100% we are. It's, it's um, without, uh, I guess, high note in the situation, we've got it very lucky up here. Absolutely. Very, very lucky. We can go to the beach, we can go to the park, we can go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a very good position to be in. You mentioned positivity, so I'm going to jump straight ahead because I put out an Insta story yesterday uh, for some questions and I had someone, and I don't know who they were, but I think they follow you, right. ask about how you maintain your positivity because you are, I've known you for a while and you are a very positive individual. You, you just exude confidence and positivity. So what's, what's your advice around that and how do you remain positive a lot of the time? I'm sure you have your, your bad days like everyone does. Absolutely. And that's a really good question. So I think how I have uh, deconstructed being positive in my mind is that, as I said to you before very briefly, I try and take every situation, whether it's good, whether mm. it's bad, whether it's horrible, mm. and I try to find uh, the one lesson in there that has taught me something. Okay. And that's, that's just almost become a process now. So, for example, something may happen, there might be a bad situation, but I believe there is always a learning process, what to do next time, uh, how to, I guess, overcome that, yep. and how to, next time if the same thing arises, how to proceed with that, you know, and, and kind of work your way around that. And I think that is something that I use to stay positive. Yeah, cool. That even in the worst of situations, no matter how harsh they may be, yep. there's something you can learn from them. Awesome. Awesome. Good, good advice. Really good advice, actually. Um, okay, so let's let's get into it. Um, so I've got some, you know, substantive questions I wanted to ask because obviously you've got a wealth of experience in health and fitness, and that's what we're here. We're going to talk about that. So, but let's get uh, let's go back in time. Do you want to um, sort of briefly touch on your upbringing in Australia and um, what brought you here and your family history and background? And obviously, yeah, yeah. you guys have the restaurant down in Calandra and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it started off, uh, I was born in New Zealand. Kiwi, we won't hold that against that's you. It, that's it, <laughs> I had to touch on that. Um, born in New Zealand and I stayed in New Zealand until 2006, I believe. Okay. Uh, as a kid, I was always very active, mm-hmm. uh, very active being a very 
sporty kid. I was good at athletics. Yep. Uh, the hundred meter and long jump, especially. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I played badminton for my region. Yep. Uh, we don't have states in New Zealand, but <laughs> so I would say state, but yeah. Yeah, I get, I get you. A little bit of tennis here and there. I was an avid uh, football slash soccer player. Yeah, right. And uh, I was always active. So moving over here in 2007, I actually noticed that I'm, when I say moved in here, I moved to Sunshine Coast with yep. my parents, yep. uh, who had started a restaurant in 2004 here. Uh, they left New Zealand in 2003, so okay. started 2004 to start restaurants here yep. uh, after selling up in New Zealand. So anyway, I moved over here in 2007. Uh, so my Australian upbringing, I came to Sunshine Coast first, obviously, and went to Emmanuel Lutheran College. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Based in Butterham, beautiful yep. school. Yep. Met some awesome friends here, and yeah, I was just going to the beach every single day. That was my activity mm. post school. Yep. Um, what I noticed though was that in my later teen years, so when I was about that 17 age mark, I wasn't as active as I used to be as a kid with sports. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's kind of what led me to during uni sign up to a gym. Mm. So I signed up to obviously Beach House Kwan and Fitness. Ah, uh, um, yes. Which is now known as Easy Fit. Yes. And uh, yeah, it all it all started from there, Paulie. Okay, yeah. fantastic. So what um, what got you into bodybuilding? Like, obviously, you I think your first experience was Muscle Mania India. Was that is correct. that correct? Yeah. So so what what led to that? What was the, the chain reaction or the inspiration or any you know to sort of go from just a sporty kid into lifting weights and then potentially getting to stage? Awesome question. It actually was it was a slow and steady journey, very mm. progressive journey. I started off with the weightlifting, obviously, and uh, post-school, I wanted to pursue my my dream of Bollywood and Hollywood. Okay. And so that's what actually led into it. The reason I started gymming was because I wanted to look good. Sure. Uh, that's a big aspect of the Bollywood side of the industry as well, as well as getting into the fitness modeling market, which I think kind of goes hand in hand in Bollywood, mm. at least, so you get yourself out in the media and whatnot. Yep. Uh, I had an obsession with a cartoon called Dragon Ball Z as well. <laughs> I took a lot of inspiration from those guys' physiques and aesthetics. Yeah, okay. I was obsessed with having a six-pack at school as, as a young as well, yeah, in sure. primary school. So uh, how does this all tie in? Well, it does because growing up, I always wanted aesthetics. Yep. Uh, I always wanted a six pack on, always wanted to look good. Yep. I thought about going to the beach and when I went to the beach, I thought, how can I look better? <laughs> you know? um, and so I started gymming and uh, I started pursuing my acting career, Okay. Um, which, which started developing, going quite well. And I was blessed to have the opportunity to go to India and have the backing of my parents. Yep. And uh, I said to dad, look, you've given me so much time and effort. I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to be on the front cover of a magazine one day, mm. uh, a fitness magazine as yep. well. And so I worked for it. I just kept training. I kept training. I kept training. Uh, and despite being a vegetarian, my, my physique was changing, you know? Yep. Uh, and as we now know with nutrition, obviously, that it doesn't matter what your disposition is in terms of dietary requirements or what you have. You, as long as you're getting your protein in, yes. some source, you, you're going to build muscle. And as 100%. long as you're training correctly. Yep, 100%. You've got the right evidence-based uh, protocols for training and nutrition, well, you're going to grow. Yep. So, I uh, was just training, 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 <laughs> training, training. As you know, it takes time. It does. Uh, and I had a few people say over the, over the time that, look, you've got a great physique, you've got great shape, why don't you compete? Yeah. And for me back then, I just thought, no, I don't, I don't want to compete. It's bodybuilding. And I had that whole stigma of bodybuilding means these big, yeah. over-the-top muscle monsters. Yep. You know? Yep. And that didn't really align with the aesthetics that I thought of. So I kept pushing it back. Okay. Come 2014, 
I was able to achieve my goal of being on the front page of a magazine cover. Yeah, absolutely. Which was the uh, Health and Nutrition magazine in India, which has got a viewership of at least two thousand, uh, two million. Wow. Two million people. That's cool. That's cool. Look at the magazine. And yeah. Okay. To it. After that, people just started really pouring in friends, family, people at the gym, and said, "Look, you need to compete. The competition scene's starting to come up. You don't have to do bodybuilding. There's a category called men's physique. Yeah. And there's modeling divisions as well. Yep. That you can go into." They might help boost and elevate your career into the modeling world and you might get into the limelight. Then you've got this magazine. You yep. might be able to get further exposure. You okay. don't know what may come of that. Makes sense. Yep. And so that's how it started. You know, that kind of, that little seed, someone incepted that seed mm. in my mind and it really started <laughs> developing. Yep. And I just started thinking, what if? And so I started training a little more seriously. Uh, weekly, I noticed I was just getting more and more into it. Mm. With the, the thought in the back of my head that, look, I might might compete one day. Okay. So come 2015, I uh, moved back to the Sunshine Coast from India. Yep. And I got in touch with our good friend, Body by Leon. Yep. Who I've been pointed to. And uh, I think that's around the time I met you and Moni I think well. it was, yeah. 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 Uh, we all started meeting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you were getting ready for a comp then. Yeah, 2015 I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you, you'd you gone just before. I actually think, you know, we're getting off track here, but I think I competed... Um, at the expo show when you won your pro card. Right. Yeah, I'm it. pretty sure. Yeah. Obviously, different division, but yeah. 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 Sorry, go on. <laughs> so, 2015 came along, and um, well, to, end of 2014, start of 2015, and uh, I'd spoken to Leon. He said, "Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you do a competition?" Mm. And again, that's just so many people saying the same thing, and that's what really led me to just pull on chase it. And okay. Like I said, it was in the back of my mind. That thought was always developing, and that seed was really growing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, from a what if to I should. Yeah. And so I made up my mind and decided, look, I'm going to do it. I'll give it a go. Okay. Uh, so Muscle Mania came along near the end of 2015. And this is back in India. Back in India. Yeah. So I went traveled back specifically for that. Yep. And I entered the physique division. I entered the modeling divisions. Physique, I did all right. Placed yep. top five. I came third. Yep. Cool. Uh, both for regionals. And then for nationals. Nice. My modeling division, I did very well and I won. Yeah, cool. For both. And that kind of solidified that one, uh, I love health and fitness. Yep. And two, I can do quite well in it, especially because I believe I do have the discipline to train mm. hard, eat right. Yep. And it was just back to the drawing board after that that show, Paulie, from WrestleMania. I came back and thought, look, can I make this into a career? Can I do more with this? Yep. And so I came back and spoke to Leon and... Uh, we planned. We planned for the next shows, which was the INBA, which was going to happen in April 2016 in Brisbane. Yeah. And so we went back to the drawing board, and we saw. We thought. We thought long and hard about what we can do better because I uh, did a dirty bulk at the time for Muscle Mania. <laughs> I think I gained about 15 to 20 kilos, and yeah. I would say the majority of that was fat, not muscle. <laughs> yeah. So to strip that off, it was hard work. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so we, we went back to the uh, the drawing board. Came up with a new blueprint of what we can do, how to condition well, and mm. stay lean off season. Yep. And uh, we followed through, and then that first show in INBA was a, an absolute ripper for me. And after that, I just I, I fell in love. Well, you cleaned up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I wasn't there, but I seen the video. Yeah, you cleaned up. You won everything. It blew everyone away. Like, I don't think um, back then everyone knew who you were, or or in some respects saw you coming. Absolutely. And then this, you know, this this. Um, shorter Indian guy rocks up and just smashes everyone with yep. an amazing physique. And you took, and I remember watching, you took posing to just another level. Like 
because obviously men's physique was relatively new at that stage still. It was, it was. Um, so, you know, your four-quarter turns and your, and your muscularity poses, but the way you transformed that into something of an art form was just next level, and that's what why you dominated so much. It just blew everyone away. It was really, really impressive. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, yeah, it was really I think, good. I think I was able to uh, utilise the acting background that I had and the stage presence, yep. mainly stage presence, yeah. uh, and turn that into something different. And I'd watched a lot of things before because, let's let's be honest, my muscle mania posing wasn't that great. Okay. And uh, Leon was a little bit worried. He, he kept saying to me, messaging me or calling me, bro, what's happening with your posing? Yeah, it's yeah. getting better and better for these Aussie shows, but what about your posing? Yep, your yep. posing? And I was watching a lot of videos and I just thought, look, how can I combine the stage presence that I have from acting yep. on film and uh, that knowledge of being in front of people and how can I really portray a character and confidence and I kind of just came up with some sort of flow Yeah. and uh, it worked. That's exactly it what worked. it was, yeah. From one transition to the next, the, the, the that, you know, it's only, what, one or two seconds in between, yep. like you just changed it and, and now, you know, we fast forward, what, five years five and, years. yeah, it's... Um, the, the majority of men's physique guys are doing it, or they're adding their own flair to it yeah, now. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, so you kind of change the dynamic of that division. Oh, I'd, I'd like to think I had a little bit to add. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it was very impressive. So, oh yeah, so you cl- you cleaned up on that, and um, you won everything there. You even um, beat some of our good mates like PT Josh and that, knocked them off their uh, off their hilltop. That's it. Uh, that's I don't it. think Josh listens to my podcast, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, sorry, Josh. <laughs> Um, but then you you you, carry, you you went on to season B that year as well. Is that's that right? True, that's yeah. true. So 2016 was a long season. Yeah. Uh, and it actually stretched all the way into 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did almost I think four seasons back to back. Wow. Um, but season B 2016 was very memorable. We set the goal that after winning uh, winning the is it called Brisbane Classic at that time? Mm, Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Brisbane yeah. Classic. Yep. We'll go on and we'll try for the pro card. Yep. Uh, so we waited. We we did one show in between, which was Townsville. Yep. And that's the one I that's did with the you. One, yeah, we did yeah, together. And yeah. you know what? I, I hold that show very memorably because that was a show where I went from an extreme high mm. uh, down to not an extreme low, but I didn't even place. I think I came third or fourth in my open division. I was, uh, you got third or fourth, 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 I got fifth. Fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that was a, that was a big eye opener for me because coming from the previous show where I'd taken everything out mm. and I had, I, I won't lie, I had a little bit of a, an ego Yeah. Okay. You know, and I needed to get that kicked back in. Yeah, sure. And that was perfect being up against different physiques and guys that were absolutely shredded to the bone, you know, yeah. and, um, not that they weren't for the previous show, but. I feel like the caliber was just next level yeah. for Townsville. And that really set it in because I did make a few mistakes. Uh, there was some personal things going on. Sure. Uh, Mum was very sick. She had a heart attack at that stage. Yep. And uh, again, no excuse, but I, I did overcarb slightly and I was a little bit softer than I was for the previous show. Yep. And again, it, it just um, kind of was an eye-opener of how little things matter in this industry. Absolutely. In terms of that peak week, in terms of stress, Yep. And how you can look on show day. There's a lot of things that go into it, and they all kind of need to be spot on and on point. You yep. listen to the coach. There's a reason why when your coach says don't have this much carbs or don't do this, he's saying that. It's not <laughs> to, to be uh, mean to you and limit you, it's to, you know, you don't blow out. Yeah, absolutely. And you look the best after so many weeks of hard work. 100%. And again, I experienced that, and um, 
it was very humbling. Mm. Very humbling. Yeah, okay. I, I wasn't egotistical before that in a way where I was, you know, bragging or anything. Yeah. I, I did walk in thinking, look, I'm going to do very well. Sure. And I still believe I did very well. And truth be told, Paulie, that show meant a lot to me because the competition was very stiff. Mm, it was. I remember it. You know, I it hold was, it high, yeah. It was a very stiff competition. Yeah. Any day of the week, I would I would take a competition that's extremely competitive mm. than to get an easy win. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. So Townsville, um, so you learned from that. And then was it a week later that you went to the... The Queensland titles? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Queensland titles was a week later, and in that week, I'd say the majority of it was water weight, but I had to drop, or I dropped about four to seven kilos. I, I, I was going to ask that question, because I remember you were talking to someone backstage with Leon, and, and I overheard that conversation. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It was about 6.2 kilos, yep. exactly, Yeah. that I lost, and again, I don't know if it was water weight from the from the car up and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, some of it would have had to be. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. think so. There's yeah. no way I've lost that much fat. No, not, not, no, uh, not no. in that short space of time. No. But, um, yeah, so I went, went to state titles and did did quite good there. Mm. I think I believe I placed second in the open category. Yeah, I, I think you got second to... Um, Louis. Louis, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great young yeah. guy. Awesome physique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely diced to the bone. Yep. And so we had a good battle from, from there. Him and I, we... I think he's won two shows against me in the sense that he's placed higher and I've won two against him. Cool. So we've got this little thing on. So hopefully Louis wants you... Once you finish your crossfitting, you can <laughs> come back Absolutely. to bodybuilding and we have a bit of a... <laughs> Jewel. A, a draw off, yeah, that's it. See how we go. But yeah, so we, we did the state titles. Did you compete there, Paulie? Uh, did I? I think I did. Did you do the state titles? Or did, no. you, did you then go straight to the expo? No, I did, I did Queensland. I must have done... Um, I think I just did... Because back then there was a lot of lineups. And obviously you were in a height difference of mine. So no, I did. I did do that show. Um, and I did the height and I did the 30 plus. Right. Yeah. Right. And I got a fifth in 30 plus. Yeah. That was, that was my only place. I got a call out in the opens, but it was like three lines deep. Like it was just, I remember. it was just out of control how many guys there were. So yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. And then I did go on to do the expo as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was your next stop? Expo? That was. So then, yeah, the, the expo was the final stop and we really thought, look, we need to dial it in here. Yep. Uh, and go for that pro card. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember watching that show. It was yep. impressive. Big yeah. lineup. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome lineup. Good. Good atmosphere and energy at those fitness shows as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Different animal because you more lighting in it. It's open. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so we started off with the novice division and did quite well in the novice division. I took that one out. Yep. And again, that just gave me the confidence that I needed to go up for the. Uh, Pro qualify because back then they had it. Yeah, to qualify. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, you had to qualify to get into the opportunity to win a pro card. Exactly. It wasn't just oh you won, and you actually had to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I was in a lineup with all these other guys that have obviously qualified before as well. So yep. Stacked lineup. Yep. And uh, I ended up coming third to win the pro card because there's that many people yeah. in the lineup that I think they were giving the top three. They were. Their, their opportunity to. Yeah. So card. if my memory serves me correct, you got third, Louis got second, and then um, Ty. Ty, Ty got, got first. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was a very impressive lineup. Like I would have hated to be a judge on that panel. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just the caliber of guys, you know. And I think that's when men's physique was really starting to come to as well. It was. People yeah. were starting to realize that this is a, a category based largely on posing, aesthetics. Is yeah. A big part of it. Big time. Um, and it's. I think it was starting to really gain traction at the time. End of 2016, I yep. feel. And because because I remember 2017, there was just a whole new, 
a new monster mm. in terms of how many guys came into the men's physique category, Big how time. they were looking as well. Yeah. yeah, well, it opened up the opportunity for guys that maybe genetically didn't have the legs to compete as a bodybuilder, yep. but still had the upper body, you know, or perhaps it was the guys that trained upper body more yep. and weren't favorable to training legs, and so it gave them a platform to, to still compete on. Which Absolutely. Was, yeah. Absolutely. So that was it was pretty cool. Um, and then you, so going on this theme, so you then went on and competed at the first pro show six months later, 12 months later? It would have been 12 months later at yeah. the end of the year. So before that, I was, I kind of led into that show with doing some new categories. Which was oh, that's right. Muscle model categories. Yeah, that's right. Because you went to Gladstone, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, Gladstone, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, cool. And yeah. you still won that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, clients up against you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, dear. I was obsessed with the swords that are... Yeah, you got two swords that time, too. That's it. I've only got one sword. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't dabble a bit myself. Um, So so then you went on and... um, So you did that. So that was obviously sort of just a bit more fine-tuning and posing and things like that. I'm taking it a bit of fun as well. Yeah, Yeah. just try out a new category. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, so talk us through the the pro show, because it was the first one in Australia that ICN held. Correct. Um, It was part of the Melbourne Health and Fitness Expo. That's true. It yeah. was a monster of a show. Like, I remember, because uh, I got down there and, and uh, I got down there late, but I watched, in particular, the women's fitness round, and it went for something like 47 minutes. Yep. They, they just kept turning the girls around, and they got sweat pouring off them, and they're working hard, and it was... Oh, it was just next level. And Mate, then, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Definitely so hard. so talk us through that experience because obviously you're competing as a pro. You're, yep. you're competing for money. It's um, a whole new thing. It's, yeah, definitely. So it was, a, it was definitely a rush. Mm. A very memorable event again as well. Yep. Being the first time that they've ever held a pro show uh, for all the categories yep. that have, have pros in them. And um, again, yeah, just, just like you said, Paulie, stacked lineups mm. and we all worked very hard yeah. you know, on stage. Yep. I feel like it was very neck and neck. Between all competitors, I think there was maybe 15 or 16 of us it was men's a, physique. Guys. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. And we were up there for a total of, I think, 18 minutes. Yeah, okay. If I remember looking back at the video correctly. And same thing, quarter turn after quarter turn after quarter turn. Yep. Back poses, we, we had to hold those rear double bicep poses. And I just remember cramping. Yeah. Constantly cramping, looking over the guy next to me, and he's looking at me shaking his head like, oh, man, this is tough. <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah. Well, we shake it out and pose again. But, yeah, it was a great experience. Yep. Um, very exciting and again very humbling mm. uh, I went into that with the mindset I think I'd done enough shows by that time to not have the have the mindset of look I need to win first place I went in there looking the best I ever have sure and um, you are only as good as your last show I believe yep you know, so true that was my last show that I've done at the moment yep and I, I looked the absolute best I have best condition I think size symmetry everything was on point yep uh, and I just went in there with the, the mindset of giving it my best Smiling, having as much fun on stage oh, as I can, absolutely. competing against some of the world's best uh, natural physique guys, you know. Yeah. And that's what we did. I didn't get any sort of placement there. Yep. Um, and again, very humbling experience. And it left me craving more, but it also left me going back to the blueprints and to to the drawing board and working out what I can do to improve next time I do jump on stage sure. against these, t- these caliber of, of pro physique guys. You 100%, know? yeah. Well, I mean, you'd, well, you'd go on what, nearly four seasons back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. So that's, you know, your body probably needed a breather too, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Okay. Who won that? Was it was it Hedge the one? I believe Matt Hedge came first, yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember watching, I just can't quite remember. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, Okay. 
Well, that's your, your competition history, and obviously you still have intentions to compete again, as you've just alluded to. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And COVID, you know, this lockdown COVID, the pandemic, it's actually made me realise that more. Yeah, cool. Because there was a few months where I, I didn't lose my way, but there was a few months where I wasn't able to train. Yes. Uh, I had set up a home gym, and truth be told, 100% transparency, there was only two or three weeks that I did constant, and after that, there was about a month and a half where I wasn't training at all. Yeah, okay. And for me, that was, uh, it was tough. Mm. Because going from training every single day, if I could for the last nine years, yep. to missing a good month and a half to two months, yep. mentally, I think it, it kind of rocked me a little bit poorly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and, I, can, uh, I can appreciate that. It, it, I think it rocked a lot of people. Like, I don't think you're alone there. Um, you know, it's something that we, it's part of our lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, it's just part of the day. It's like brushing your teeth or making your bed or... Having a shower. Yeah. Brushing teeth, having breakfast. You go to the gym. It's just, it is what it is. So when that's taken away and and in some way, COVID's been very, um, very positive in some ways that it's made a lot of people, and me included, realise how important that element of your life is 100%, you know 100%. um and we've seen that with like you know gym equipment got sold out across the country and then it was just next level you know people were selling all over gumtree and all those sorts of things because everyone was desperate to keep training and keep yeah, exercising it was worth its weight in gold yeah literally yeah it was you know? i know it was unreal yeah and um it, it's like you said and what we said in the very first uh part of this podcast positivity mm. yep you know so I try taking the benefit. What have I learned during yeah. this phase? And so touching back to where we started, I learned how much I love the health and fitness industry, how much I love progression mm. and self-development with yep. my gym. Yep. Uh, it makes me who I am. It's shaped me to become the person I am today, 100%, yep. mentally, physically, and even spiritually. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so COVID has made me realize how much I do love getting into the gym and it's made me miss it yep. so much more. So point being, yes, I will 100% be getting back on stage. I think I'm going to keep doing that for the rest of my life. There yep. might be times where obviously I take a few years off. Of course. Uh, which is required, especially in the natural world because of the hormonal levels. Yeah, absolutely. Metabolism and yep. allowing that to be repaired and fixed so we can come back stronger next time. Yep. But absolutely. Um, I'm looking getting back, and I, as I said, I'm gonna. I think I'm, I would do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, all right, so let's let's move on to ICN India then, because that was a whirlwind of an experience. Because obviously, um, myself and my wife were very fortunate to be invited to come across and and be involved in that. So talk us through that concept, how it came about, because obviously ICN. Um, you know, it came about, we won't go into the, the nitty-gritty details, but mm -hmm. it was IMBA, created ICN, and now they've obviously developed that branding across the world in various countries and across nearly everywhere now. Absolutely. Um, so did you see an opportunity? Were you approached? How did that all turn out? So with the, uh, the development of ICN India, it started as uh, me seeing that ICN was spreading and spreading very fast, mm. uh, obviously across Australia. And then I saw that there was a few other international countries that had uh, gained ICN status. Yep. Uh, not done any shows as yet, but yep. gained status. And that it was actually in 2018. I remember sitting at uh, the North Shore Apartments in Townsville Tropics, where we normally stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the yeah. Whole team. Yeah. And um, I was discussing with mum and dad, like, look, uh, I think we can take ICN to India. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like that. There is muscle mania. Yep. But is there a federation there that is professional? Mm. And uh, again, I'm not picking at any other federation. I'm yep. just saying, is there something that's professional and drug tests and yeah. water level drug testing? Yep. And I had a long, hard talk with mum and dad 
uh, and there wasn't. You know, yeah. we we did some market research over there. Yep. Of what other federations there are mm. and what they do, and the majority of them did college level testing. Yeah. So okay. Taking their tests to universities, but was there a gold standard there? Mm. No. Yeah. Okay. So. I uh, I spoke to Ron Zemecki. <laughs> good old Ron. Yep. Yep. Good old Ron, who is uh, the international events director and coordinator. Yep. And he kind of hinted that look, they really do want to expand into India, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. Such a large democratic population, the largest democratic population in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I came back to him and said, look, I would be interested, mm. and I feel like he'd been hinting that to me for a while that he wanted someone there okay but i didn't take it on board straight away sure now that i was ready i did yep and i said look i'm, I'm going to send you for a proposal i'm quite interested and he said yeah come back to me with a proposal what mm. you did what you can do for icn india how you think you'd be able to lead in the right direction and okay. i came up with i think an eight or nine page uh business proposal sure what i can do how i can improve it how i can change india mm. for a positive with the health and fitness industry and having icn there Yep. It would benefit ICN, obviously, as a whole, yep. and how it would benefit the Indians. Yep. And obviously, whatever I wrote in that was quite good. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they came back to me pretty fast and said, look, we want you to lead ICN. Wow. Lead ICN India as the country president. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, do your first show when you're ready. We're here to help you. We'll help you with the portal, how to set things up, whatever yep. you need. And I was blessed and fortunate to have people like you in my life. Um, yourself, Leon, and being a part of the industry and having been an athlete, I think that helped. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, because we know what we want. Yes. You know, 100%. What we prefer if the lighting was better on the stage could have been bigger backstage. Yeah. And we still had some of those issues, teething problems in Ice in India. I mm. think we were a little bit overwhelmed uh, <laughs> with the turnout. Yeah. You know, not that we didn't expect it, but. To actually be there physically and see how many people were backstage poorly. You, yep. were, you were in charge of backstage <laughs> was, while there, you know, you yeah. and dad. And oh, mate, I couldn't have done it without your dad. Name was, name was a lifesaver because I, I, I can't speak Indian at all. And uh, obviously, there was a major language barrier. So he was just, he was rounding the troops up. He was awesome. Oh, all, all of you guys were awesome. You yeah. know, that first show wouldn't have been what it was without you guys. Oh. We'll touch on in a second. Yeah, one. absolutely. But yeah, so that's, that's how it started. And uh, all of 2019 was a planning phase. Mm. Um, my first show was actually going to be in Mumbai, okay. which is where the heart of Bollywood is. Sure. And I thought that it would work quite well, and I had a feeling I could market to a lot of the actors and fitness models there, because in India, it is very image-based. Of course. Um, especially to get into the acting and fitness modeling industry, or the yeah. modeling industry. Yep. A lot of those guys do train very hard, mm. but great aesthetics and genetics in the sense that they've got small waists. I've noticed a lot of Indian guys do have very small waists and quite broad shoulders. Yes. Uh, so men's physique naturally was going to be a, a hit there. Mm, 100%. Uh, and I just thought if I can market to to those people who yep. are already into health and fitness that looked as a competition, you're going to be able to get exposure. Uh, we're going to keep building on it. We're going to give back to the athletes. And that's been something that's been a priority for me. Yep. Because I've seen with the shows here as well, compared to all other international shows, you do get a lot of value and you do oh, get given back, you know? You do, absolutely. And it's an experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I wanted to deliver the same thing for India, you know, a gold standard federation where yep. they're getting rewarded for competing, they feel good, they're getting fairly judged, they're getting a fair platform to compete on because there is uh, performance enhancing drugs which are very readily available in India. Yeah, of course. And most of the other federations are obviously untested. Yep. And therefore, the guys do get into that. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to have a... A, a level platform where people can compete, feel safe, yep. 
and know they're not going to be cheated. And if there is any cheaters, we're going to find you. We're going to get you. They're going to get caught. Yeah, of course. You know. Yep. Got to set standard. Absolutely. Yep. That's it. Cool. So, all of 2019 was the planning phase. As I said, we we're going to do IC in Mumbai first, and that's when I, I got back in touch with JC. Yeah. Of Fitter. Yeah. And he said, look, we're going to be doing a Connect Festival. We've done it every year. However, we've never done it as a festival. It's just been a seminar type yeah. thing where we all get together. Yeah. Um, and it's just been kind of like a, a convention type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to a proper... Proper fitness uh, festival. A festival. Yeah. Or a, an expo type thing. Yeah. This year we're doing that. Why don't you bring ICN to Goa mm. and have that as a launching pad? And I thought, look, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brilliant. There's Absolutely. already going to be thousands of people coming. Why not have that exposure and... You know, we kept developing uh, the the idea and concept from there. Dad and I visited India, I think, three or four times yep. uh, in 2019 before going ahead because it was quite daunting, you know. Oh, can imagine. From being an athlete to actually running a show, making sure that the trophies and everything uh, is ready and done, the costumes for, for the ladies. And, yeah. And everything is so much involved, Paulie, as you, you know. Whoa. You can imagine probably. I, I, can, I can only, yeah, I, I only saw a glimpse of it, but the logistics of it, particularly over there, it's a lot different over here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then trying to organize and run the majority from here. You mm. know, we were able to coordinate most of the show. Not on the days, but beforehand. Yeah. From from Australia, apart from the four visits that Dad and I did. Yep. We're able to get everything ready, make sure that things are there and going to be there. Yep. But it's still daunting because you don't know you you placed an order with a trophy maker and uh, are your trophies actually going to arrive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've, you've put in X amount of order for tank tops. Are they going to be good? Are they going to fit? Yeah, right. Are they going to have the logos done? What's the quality going to be like? Yeah, of course. And. Uh, it all worked out very well, though. It did. It did. It was awesome. And was... Um, again, having the backing of you guys, obviously, you, you, Moni, our judging panel, Leon, Joey, yep. the boys, my teammates here, who, my friends who came over to help out, yeah, partner, yeah. Jason on the mic, dad, and Jason on the mic, absolutely killing it with his uh, experience. And I think that's what really put together a show that's still, again, rolling through the media. You know, mm. despite COVID happening and how big it is in India. Yeah. The talk is still when is ICN coming back? How good is that? And it's it's fantastic. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look at yeah. It was such a, a wonderful experience. Like you know, we'd never travelled to India. We, we I didn't know what to expect. You know, but the the, the festival. And obviously, I got to talk at the festival as well, which was a great experience and a great opportunity. Absolutely, you were um, a speaker in the uh, learning zone. Yeah, that was awesome. that was really humbling. Like I was. On a panel, like, there's a poster just around here you haven't seen, but yeah, there's a. Uh, I was on a panel with like Dr. Mike Isretel and yep. Menno Henselman. And yep, Menno Henselman. Like, I'm thinking, well, what am I doing here? This is not right. <laughs> I'm just a dude from the Sunshine Coast. This ain't right. But you know, that opportunity presented itself and, and you had a big role to play in that. So hey, I'm very grateful for that. It was. Uh, the the top coach. Yeah, it was. Oh, thank you. Very, it was very genuine. But just the, the show was, like, it was awesome. It was, it was the, the people, like, the because I got to talk to so many athletes backstage and just um, interact with them, they were all so positive and humble and excited, and the the energy was just so next level. It was just everyone was just pumped. Absolutely, yeah, you know, it was just such a great experience. It really was. Like, Absolutely, and that energy you speak of that mm. was definitely something that I think a lot of people remembered. There yeah. was this energy there, and I think with the Indian public being the way that they are. It's always a big thing because cinema's been so big. So even yes. the movie theaters, unlike here in Australia where everyone's silent, yep. the movie theaters when your favorite actor comes on, everyone starts cheering, clapping, yeah, right. people do those whistles and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same thing here. They were very loud and boisterous, yep. which is amazing. It just added to the show. Yeah, good. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think it made it what it is. And 
Hey, we're on the back burner at the moment. Obviously, uh, so yeah. To speak because of the the situation, and I mean, there's a chance we could eventually go over in the next few months mm. and, and do a show, but it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, I I've got more at uh how can I, how can I put it? I've got more. I'll gain more from doing the right thing yep. than just trying to get a show in. Yes, yes. You know, don't force your hand. In, yeah. In terms of the athletes' health. Yep. Staff, team members of ours, if we're organising the show. Yep. Um, the audience this is not worth it at the moment. And, mm. You know, there's there's going to come a time soon. I think in the next year, year and a half, maybe even sooner. Okay. Where things will open up. Yep. And things will start gradually coming back to normal. Yep. And I, I firmly believe in that. Absolutely. And until then, we I think we all we can do is just do our part. Mm. And try to stay as safe as possible without having any sort of uh, issues and helping the virus along. So. To speak. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, because obviously, based on the success of that show, you had intentions to expand to other cities in India, didn't Correct. you? And that, I'm assuming that's still on the radar. And Absolutely. Yeah. So, in uh, July, we missed out on our show in Bangalore, yep. which is in the south of India. Yep. A uh, very buzzing and tech-savvy city. Okay. Yeah, cool. and so we had actually uh, we had a new concept for ICN which was going to be ICN Kids yeah right and we were going to back on to the whole concept of uh, the, the kids of India the youth of India being very heavily in tune with Bollywood which involves a lot of singing yep. dancing yep. acrobatics yeah. stunts and performances how good would that be yeah. it would be fantastic yeah, you know? and it still will be yeah of course, we'll be of course. Again, but we've just partnered with a very large uh, school there okay for the ICN kids. So we, we were off to a, a rolling start. We are snowballing from ICN India and Goa. Yep. And so this Bangalore show was set to be an absolute banger as well. You wow. Know? Yeah. Um, but obviously, we had a bit of issues with this uh, with the current times. And again, we've just put that in the back burner. But yeah, we had the July show planned and we had the venue uh, booked. Luckily, we, we have been able to defer that. Yep. But the venue, the venue was booked. We had some sponsors on board. Yeah, we, right. We had everything ready to yeah, go. Yeah, you know? okay. And that was that was starting to gain a little bit of uh, publicity as well. Yep. Beforehand, just that hey, ICN's coming to Bangalore. They've booked this venue, and that was starting to get out in the papers and yeah, right. amongst the athletes as well. So again, a lot of hype there, Paulie. Yep. Um, and if anything, again, touching back on the positivity thing, everything happens for a reason, I believe. Of course. And I think when ICN does come back to India, mm. the the anticipation is oh, what's really going to fuel it. Hundred percent, everyone will be keen. And yeah, so that's, for sure. that's the positive I take out yep. of this. You know, again, absolutely, we haven't been able to do the shows that we had planned and carry on with that snowball effect that mm. we had. But this is just going to make people hungrier. Yeah. So when we do come back and we come back harder, it's going to give us more time to plan as well. Yes. Uh, work on things that we could have done better because there's always things we can, oh, can always better. improve, of course. Yeah. Especially with these shows, I think. Well, especially with anything in life, you can always improve. And yep. with these shows. Again, they're no exception. There's a lot we could have done better, and we will do better. So we can utilize this time to really yep. plan on how we can reward the athletes. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's, that's what it's about. You Absolutely. Know. Well, it is. Without the athletes, you have no show. Nope. That's it. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Wow, cool. Um, all right. So let's change pace a little bit. So um, you mentioned JC, and obviously he's... Um, been a big part of this whole uh, development of ICN India from his end, um, and he's obviously the um, founder of Fitter. Founder of Fitter. Yeah. So talk about your involvement in Fitter and, and what Fitter is, because you know it's it's slowly growing in Australia as we know. Absolutely. Um, and you're, what you're doing behind the scenes there. Yeah, for sure. So Fitter uh, started off as squats. Yep. And squats, aka Fitter, mm. is an online fitness community. Okay. 
which JC founded, I believe, end of 2014, start of 2015. Okay. Uh, and it started off very small and very humble, where JC had prepared a group of, I think, 10 to 15 guys, maybe 15 to 20. Yep. Uh, and he got them ready for WrestleMania, which is where we met right, back in 2015. Okay. And that's how we actually met. Yeah, okay. I competed cool. against JC and a few of his guys as right, well. Right, cool. And uh, anyway, fast forward to 2019, we we spoke again about the IC India thing, and he suggested coming to uh, the Gullah Show. Yep. Well, to the to the Connect Festival and doing the ICN India there as a launching pad. Yep. And uh, as we started ch- uh, chatting and reconnecting over the years, we'd always liked each other's things and placed comments. And I'd seen the group grow, and Paulie had it growing drastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, What started off as a fi- private Facebook group from fifteen to twenty people. Mm. I saw grow in a matter of months to 4,000, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000, 12,000 people. Wow. And you know, and today in twenty twenty September right now, we're we're sitting at. 566 or 500 and almost 70,000 people, so more That's than incredible. half a million people yeah. within the group. Yeah, wow. So what is Fitter Fitter is an online fitness community yep. uh, that supports one another. Okay. Uh, it gives knowledge and all, everything that's posted essentially by the mentors, the coaches and everything is evidence-based yep. and backed. Yep. So JC has this principle that, look, he wants to try and get 100% of the science-based knowledge that we have out there mm. uh, and kind of dispel all the myths, you know, no carbs after 6 p.m., yeah, yeah, drink yeah. lemon water and honey in the morning, yeah. burn fat, all that stuff. There's yeah. a lot of that in India. Yeah, of course. And he really wanted to get away from that and, okay. and bring back the science of what we actually know, what works. Yep. And so the beauty of the group is it's 100% free mm-hmm. to join the group. Uh, JC and his team now, which is a very large team, including myself, have a lot of units on there which teaches you how to track your macros, what are calories, what are micronutrients, how yep. to get shredded, how yep. to calculate BMR, your TDE, so calorie expenditure, how yep. to train, what's a keto diet, what's a low-carb diet, hyper. everything's on there from yeah, right. training to nutrition, everything. It's all free. Yeah, right. And what JC's offered is that you read through the documents yourself, you kind of teach yourself how to fish sure. as opposed to buying the fish. Yep, yep. And then you can ask questions and the mentors and the qualified coaches will actually give you free advice. Okay. How does the company make money, so to speak? Because mm. at the end of the day, it does need to make money. And it's by hiring the coach because there's a lot of busy people worldwide. They yep. don't have the time to read the documents and they just prefer having a coach set it out for them and custom tailor a plan to them. Okay. And so that's how that side works. As yeah, well. right. But even till date, everything's free. You can jump on the app. The apps, I believe, got almost uh, 600,000 or 700,000 people now. Wow. On the app. So it's a very good app. It's a one-stop shop. Okay. And it's a very rewarding app as well, Paulie. Where yeah, right. You, you can do weekly challenges. They've got transformation challenges as well. Where, of course, yep. Uh, you're rewarded very mm. heavily. I think you saw a Connect Festival, someone yeah, won a car. Yeah, they won a car, yeah. yeah this year, there's still cars up for grabs. Yep. Uh, every TC, they kind of up the level, so yep. it's going to get more people involved. And TC means transformation. Yeah, yep. But the app is is a one-stop shop where you can hire a coach, you can do all your diet tracking tools and everything from the app. Yep. You can enter these competitions from the app, and it's almost an inbuilt social media as well. Right. Uh, the benefit being that you do these challenges and you get rewarded with something called Fitcoins. Okay. And these Fitcoins, essentially, you can then utilize to buy things from the Fit Shop. <laughs> you know? Wow, that's cool. And so you're getting rewarded for being fit, and that's the whole thing, JC's concept. Yeah, He wants okay. to reward people for being fit. He doesn't want it to be a chore anymore. Sure. And um, so that's how Fitter Australia came about as well. Anyway, we were in the planning stages of ICN, and JC kind of mentioned, hey, why don't we bring Fitter mm. to Australia? And I said, absolutely, let's try. Yeah. You know, so he, he planned a few trips over in 2019. He came, I think, 
two times to Sunshine Coast. Yep. And during that phase, we were just with the accountants and setting up the company and all that uh, legality side of things. Sure. And we just started working on a Fitter Australia. And what we found was, and truth be told, again, it was a very slow start mm. because we don't have the, the population, I think, and the interaction to the social media as we as, as India does. Yeah, okay. You know, the Indians are very responsive. Not that we aren't, but in terms of liking, sharing, commenting. Yep. It's an Indian thing. Someone posts something that you know or you may not know well, but you're still acquaintances with. Yep. And they'll like, they'll share, they'll comment, they'll tag their friends. Yeah, sure. And so that type of growth is very rapid there. And I mm. said that to them initially as well, that you're probably not going to have that here. Yes. So we noticed that. Mm. And uh, the slow was very slow. Uh, and it's only just started picking up now. Okay. You know? Yep. Uh, in saying that, though, what we, we thought was rather than have split avenues for Fitter, which is a Fitter Australia, a Fitter America, a Fitter India, a Fitter yep. Singapore yep. type thing, we thought let's keep it all in one yep. and rather than diluting it into multiple streams. Okay. But still service worldwide because a lot of the clients, you know, I think it was 35 to 40% of the clients are all abroad, mm. Indians abroad in America, of New course. Zealand, yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, yeah. And so we've just been developing from there. And a okay. lot of Aussies now, or Aussie Indians, and a lot of Aussie Aussies as well, sure. they're starting to discover the app, the platform, okay. and seeing how beneficial it is. As you know, Paulie, you've got a great team, and that team environment is what really motivates the clients and athletes. You know, They yes. work together, they see each other's progress, they're there to support each other on comp day, or even when you're doing your, your boot camps and whatnot, they're yep. all there, and there's a, that vibe. Culture. That culture, yeah. exactly. That yeah. fitness culture. Yeah, absolutely. Support. And I think that's what Fit has done very well, or Squats has done very well. Mm. They've, Built this community that thrives upon uh, knowledge and science-based backing. Yes. But secondly, a lot of support from the community. You can see people transforming uh, housewives in India and whatnot. Yeah, that right. Will post the before and afters, and they get you know two thousand, three thousand likes and comments, and that's very motivating. Yeah, of course. People start noticing your hard work and your changes. Absolutely. And that's just going to drive you further. And I think that's what has snowballed that community to become what it is. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that impressive? Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's absolutely insane the way it's grown. All for a good reason. Exactly. And yeah. the biggest thing is free information, you know? Yes. I think gone are the days where you withhold information thinking, hey, if I tell them my secrets, yeah. I'm not going to get anywhere then. No, that's exactly right. Well, I mean, it's science and evidence based, which is should be free for everyone anyway. Exactly. You know? And you just got to learn. It's just about education, isn't it? So, yep. cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so amongst all those things that you do, you you, you also um, facil- facilitate for TAFE Queensland. So do you want to touch on that briefly as well? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, don't, know, yeah. I don't know how you get through the day. You've got too much stuff going on, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So for TAFE Queensland, we've got this amazing course, which is a physique stream. Yep. Which essentially is an added package on top of the Cert 3, Cert 4, and Diploma in Sports Development. Okay. So international students and students here in the country, mm-hmm. or all of the students have to come physically for TAFE, but sure. even the locals that join the course, so they've got this option to join the physique stream, which backs onto it's a piggyback course essentially, mm. you know. So they'll do their Cert three, their Cert four, and if they go for the diploma in sports development, they'll do that. But additionally, they can sign up to the physique stream, mm. which is where I'm uh, a big part of. All right. So essentially, they get to learn comp rep. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that's very, very good for a trainer looking to be. In a niche market. Yes, yes, I agree. Obviously, with that. it's growing, but they're just yeah. not just going to be a me too trainer because I don't know what the percentage is poorly, but a lot of PTs believe that they can do well and they probably can, but they come and go pretty fast. But they do, it's yes. Very it's, competitive. 
competitive industry. It is. It's very competitive. Very. It's very. It's a different animal to just uh, helping someone lose weight. Absolutely. You know, it, it's yeah. There's a lot more to it, a lot more science to it, as as you're well aware. So sure. yeah, cool. Okay. For sure. So, with this course, the physique stream course, we basically teach students uh, macro tracking. We touch on nutrition basics, mm. uh, what macronutrients are, the importance of bulking the right way. Yep. Uh, the importance of shredding and comp shredding. Sure. The type of training involved. Yep. Uh, obviously, hypertrophy-based training and yep. what kind of training you do when you're cutting as opposed to bulking. Yep. Uh, we go through posing. Yep. Cool. And in the course, they just get educated, I, I guess, about the the competition side of things. Yeah. Okay. And so, with their package, they they get to compete with the ICN. They get a one year uh, one year membership with the ICN. Okay. We pay for one division and uh, all of their additionals such as their tan makeup hair and makeup for the girls yeah uh their costume okay board shorts and whatnot yep and so essentially they get to do their pt course here in australia mm. if they're international or if they're locals well they get to do their pt course here yep and they also get this knowledge of how to compete and wow. do it the right way and go through posing what it can be like because that then i think puts them in a an advantage advantageous position where they kind of have gone through it you know they've They've, they've walked the walk right absolutely talk, talk. that yeah. raises an interesting question a little segue but what do you what's your opinion on um coaches should a should a coach a, a comp rep coach have competed before do you what yeah i'll just throw that out there question yeah, without yeah, notice a, yeah that is a great question yeah because it's been debated plenty of times in the past I'm, i guess i'm curious about your response. Sure. Yeah. in my opinion paulie i think i i believe they should have i don't think it's compulsory but i think no. it definitely helps Okay. You know, I think if a, if a coach has enough knowledge and he hasn't competed, he can definitely get away with it. Yep. But I think it's a whole different animal going through it yourself. Absolutely. And knowing what the the mental struggles more than just the physical struggles yes. yep. are like. You know, those days where you're on low carbs and you've got to get up out of bed and you've got to train, but then you've also got to work and you've got to balance your, your home life and mm. your work life. Yep. Uh, I think it's... It's crucial that a coach at least completely understands what it's like. It's not just as easy as, hey, get motivated or harden up and yeah. go to the gym. Yeah. There's a lot more to it. That's right. Um, and I think knowing and understanding that definitely makes a difference. So in my opinion, I think it's it's better for a coach to have competed. Absolutely. In saying that, though, you can be a fantastic coach still yep. without having gone through it. You know, you might have the experience of coaching a lot of athletes and you kind of develop that that compassion and understanding from seeing so many of your athletes go yep. through Yep, yep. But I think it would be beneficial for an, uh, an athlete or coach to have gone through that athlete side of things. Yes. And then come out the other side and know what to expect and understand and kind of be more compassionate on days where athletes are like, you know what, I'm feeling crap. Like, <laughs> I, I look good. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Empathize, sympathize, and then kind of just get them back on the track. You yeah. Know, re-motivate yep. them. Mm. Re-inspire them. So, so um, to answer your question, I, I believe, in my opinion, that yes, yep. a coach should at least once compete. Absolutely. And see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm of the same opinion. I was just curious to know what yours was like. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you're right. It's um, you know, because particularly first time athletes, they, there's a lot of unknowns when they get to the back end of their prep, and you know, they they're not, you know, they feel like crap. And is this normal? There's there's a lot of self doubt. They get emotional, particularly females. No disrespect, but um, you know, the hormones obviously play a role in that when you're eating locale. So, um, to having walk the walk so to speak um i think it bodes well in, in your ability to manage those situations a lot better 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. and another thing paul you know this uh just as well as i do 
I think being a coach, there's a lot more to it than just the science-based training and nutrition, you know? 100%, A yeah. lot of it is not counseling, but mm. to a level. What kind of it is, men- yeah. yeah, the yeah. mental coaching. Yeah. Um, because obviously you build this relationship with your clients where they trust you so heavily yeah. that they, they do confide in you. Yeah. And it's a lot of personal stuff that they confide in you as yeah. well as... Um, just hardships from whether it be work, disagreements with friends or family or work colleagues yeah. or whatnot. So I think there's definitely the element of guiding them and keeping them uh, keeping them accountable. Yes. But there's also that aspect of being that shoulder to cry when they need it and having that personal touch to say, look, mate, I'm here. Yeah. And we're going to get through this together. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, look, it, it, that's, that's totally the case. Um, and I think if you have obviously competed before and you felt those emotions or that experience or that lack of energy or you know you can you can relate absolutely so you can understand and manage that a lot better yeah yeah cool well i um so going back to the tasting so i'm assuming at the moment it's sort of yeah it's it's sort of on hold obviously because you know you can't get international students in at the moment things like that so but once um borders open up and stuff again it's all back to normal it will be yeah it will be definitely and Again, we've had a few students that are have still come through, so I guess the government was quite lenient where there was a lot of students here yep. that were meant to go back. Okay. It, they couldn't go back because their country of origin was actually closed and weren't allowing anyone to come back. Yeah, right, okay. You know, so these students then decided that, look, we're going to stay here and utilize this time and get another skill. Okay, And cool. so a lot of students that were, or even international travelers that mm. weren't students have now converted to a student visa, which yep. the government's allowed them, the immigration's allowed them to do, yep. and they've joined the course. Okay, fantastic. Um, so we have had a few students come through still. Awesome. And again, it's open for the locals as well, Yep. If, if you're looking to get that qualification, plus having that piggyback course where you get to go through a comp prep yourself. Absolutely. And learn, learn about nutrition, training, mm. posing. Yep. And just the ups and downs of comp prep, you know. Unreal, unreal. And so, yeah, it, it's a good course. Uh, and, and secondly, once things open up, I think it'll be a booming course once again. I think a lot of people oh, are going to yeah. want to travel. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. Once things are clear and, yeah. and safe to do so. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to want to leave their countries and come to places, probably especially like Australia, where we haven't been hit as hard. It's deemed as a lot safer. That's right. It's a lot more attractive to travel to, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. absolutely. It'll, it'll boom then. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow, cool. Um, okay, well, we'll start to wind things up, mate. But um, you've identified obviously you've got future comp aspirations. What what else are you sort of working on at the moment that you want to sort of elaborate on? That uh, if you're willing to do so, I know you've got a few secret squirrel things happening as you always do. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> there is a few things. Um, let's just say there's a clothing line that will be comp based. Okay. Uh, in the works. Cool. Again, the factories that I work with in India have uh, have shut down, but they've reopened. Yep. As of late, so hopefully by next season coming, so season A, twenty twenty one. Yeah. We have some sort of competitive clothing line released. I like it. Cool. Uh, which I'll definitely update you further <laughs> on, Paulie. Cool. Um, other than that, mate, there's there's. Do they come in green? They will. <laughs> nice. Hulk <Hope> green. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. But uh, there's yeah there's there's. That's one of the biggest secrets that I have at the moment. Other than that, it's just just working, you know, mm. doing my online coaching thing. Yep. Uh, and just working towards that next comp. That's probably the biggest goal for me at the moment. Yep. Focusing on myself whilst I can't do some of my international activities that I had planned. Yep. Uh, work on myself and utilize this time and u- utilize this new invigorated passion. Yeah, yeah, Getting yeah. back into the gym again and really just smashing my goals and dreams for the next time I'm on stage. Unreal, mate. I look forward to that. I do really do. Like, 
I always joke about you about wanting to borrow your shoulders when I compete. <laughs> like, if anyone's ever watched Jay on stage, his shoulders are next level. And, uh, yeah, it, um, my genetics don't uh, have the same uh, <laughs> level as yours do. I, I would beg to differ, though. I, I've watched you transform poorly, and it's just been an incredible journey. And I remember your topic being it's never too late. Yeah. That, that's, what, that's always stuck with me. And, you know, I, I give you as an example to a lot of my older clients on my clients oh, I appreciate that. that ask if, hey, is it still possible? We're, yeah. We're at X amount of age, we're 40 plus, we're 50 plus, uh, we've heard it's not possible and I, I genuinely give you a story. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. I believe that, was that the topic that you spoke about at Goal? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I spoke about the becoming a PT at 36 or 35 yeah. and then, uh, and so changing careers, you know, late, later in my life and also turning pro at uh, 41. Incredible. Yeah. So it was, yeah, that was, that was the topic. Yeah. Never too late, which never it is. Late. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. So that's exactly right. That's cool. That's, that's something I hold near and dear. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, um, well, as we wrap up, do you, do you want to give you, um, your family's restaurant a shout out, shout out? And obviously, um, speaking of your family, like I know you're really close with your parents. So it, what's briefly, what's their influence been on you uh, growing up into the person you are today? Because I know they're both amazing individuals. I've, I've got to know them very well. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Mum and dad played a massive part uh, in my life. In, in, in everything I've done, every decision I make, I can mm. say they support it. You know, yep. It's never a no, that's a bad idea, or no, I don't think you should do it. It's okay, you want to go for it, we'll support you yep. wholeheartedly. And the beauty is that they'll, they will wholeheartedly support it. Yep. Um, They'll guide me, especially dad. And mm. if dad's got a difference of opinion, he'll he'll always voice that to me. But sure. at the end of the day, he always says, look, this is your decision. This is your project. Yep. In this situation, this is what I would do. This is from my experience of knowing people and how things work. I would do it this way. Yep. But if this is how you feel you can utilize it and do it, do it this way. So okay. both have played a, a major support factor. And without them, without my partner, without everyone in my life today, mm. I, I don't think... I don't. I, I know. I, I couldn't do what I've done, even eighty or ninety percent of what I've done without, yeah, okay. without the people who were there supporting me today. You know, Fantastic. and that's that's the absolute truth. It's it's not just about you. It's about the people around you and what you've all done together as a team, as a group, as friends and family. You know, hundred percent. And um, mum and dad have just played a immense role in that, just supporting me wildly to the level where I've said, look, I want to do acting, and they've gone, okay, let's go to India, and mum's obviously had to sacrifice a bit of her health and whatnot, looking after the restaurants here in Australia, while yep. dad and I were in India for two and a half years, sure. uh, doing my acting thing, and yep. mum's had to manage two to three restaurants, wow. 30 plus staff by herself, yep. so a lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of support, and just faith, you know, yep. and, and what I've always felt is that I... The least I can do is to utilize that opportunity that they've given me, the amazing upbringing, mm. financial support, yeah, of course. The, the physical, mental support and love, and I can make them proud, you know, and say, look, mum and dad, you, you allowed me this opportunity, Yep. and I've, I've gone for it 100%. I've given everything that I can and more. Yep. This is what I've achieved. It's because of you guys. How good. Yeah. Unreal, mate. And so that's, that's probably my biggest determining factor as well, Paul. Yeah. I, quickly, I, I always say to people, my own online clients, anyone that find your why. Yep. And for me, my, my genuine why is my mom and dad. Oh, that's awesome, that's, huh? If there's days where I'm feeling lazy, days where I don't feel like doing something. Yep. Days where I'm like, oh, I'll just take a, you know, shortcut. Yeah, yeah. I think about them. Yeah, okay. And then I just, it, it, it automatically pulls me into line and just makes me uh, do the right thing, do it hard and do it right, you know? Yep. So 
I can utilize that opportunity, the platform that they've given me. How good. Mm. Your dad's still be training, buddy? Absolutely. Yeah. Dad has uh, taken a few weeks off, though, because he's finally got his hernia. Oh, okay. Yep. He's been putting it off for five years. Right. So three, three surgeries done. Next yep. week will mark his the end of the seventh week, start of the eighth. So yep. he's almost going to be back in the next two weeks. Okay. But yep. Dad's always been my training partner. Yeah, cool. This will be my training partner. That's cool. That's awesome. I like that. I always remember seeing you two train in the gym together. It's just, it was just, it was really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, and then obviously you, your family's got India Today down in Calandra, which we has do. been there as part of a staple of the Calandra landscape. Absolutely. Been there for a long time. Yep. First and long standing Indian restaurant in Calandra. Yeah. Uh, we did have Maruchidor, but that sold. Okay. 2000, I think. 10. Yep. Yeah, 2010 or 2011. So we've just got the one in Caloundra. Yep. Mum's happy managing that. Dad sure. helps out as well, and so do I. Some of the weekends. Yep. If you guys want authentic Indian, definitely come in and try it. We will try to look after you. <laughs> the best food we can. Absolutely. No, it is. It is amazing food. There's no doubt about that. Get those pea corners into you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, very good joke, that one. <laughs> I won't elaborate on that today. No. no. Um, so last, last question that I ask everyone, Jay, and I, I threw this to you this morning because I forgot to, to give you a heads up on it, but I ask yep. everyone who you would invite to dinner. So it can be dead or alive, male, female, um, you know, anyone that motivates you, inspires you, uh, of general interest that you'd like to sit down and just have a good chat with. Yep. You got any ideas? I do. Yeah, cool. Yep, I do. And thanks for uh, briefing me on that. <laughs> I was able to think about it. And, you know, the first person that pops into mind would be my granddad. Okay. Um, so dad's dad. I never got to meet him. Right. But touching on what we just spoke about before this as well is that mm. dad's been so supportive and so influential in the way uh, my thought process works and mm. compartmentalizing my thoughts and logic versus critical thinking versus emotional thinking and everything. Yep. So it'd be interesting to meet the man who, I guess, programmed that into him. Right. Okay. And, I like and, the way you think about that. Yeah. And um, seeing what his, his outset of thinking was because obviously he's played a large part in dad's thought process yeah and the way dad's a very critical thinker very deep thinker as well mm. mechanical minded and very thoughtful yep very creative as well so i think dad obviously got that from his parents and okay i'd say his dad was a large large influencer in that so i would love to sit down with my granddad who i never got to meet right um, i've heard a lot of stories yep and um just spend time not just alone but spend time with him and see what type of person he was Yep. And how he shaped dad to become who he is, you know? That's cool. And for me, that would, I think, be above anything rather than any celebrity or anything, meeting my superhero's superhero. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Speak, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Getting a better understanding of our heritage and, um, yeah, just, just the mindset side of things. Psychology's always interested me. Yep, yep. Um, and I think uh, I am a deep and critical thinker like dad's t- taught me to be. So, yeah, there's no other man that I would like to sit down with for dinner other than my granddad. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. Just, just learn about him and why he is the way he is. Awesome. Or was. What a great answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, mate. Well, how, how, so if anyone wants to follow you in particular in terms of your social media, I know you're relatively active on social media. Um, give us your handles and also obviously ICN India yep. um, and any other ones that are relevant, maybe Fitter and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, probably most active on Instagram, just Acharya Official is my Instagram page. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to say that, Paulie. Yep, no worries. Uh, and ICN India, if you guys want to follow what's happening with ICN mm. in India. Yep. Um, and that's the main two pages I use. I do have a Facebook athlete page, which I'm only just starting to get active on. Again, okay. that's just JHRia. Yep. But Instagram's probably the easiest way to follow. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thank you very much, mate, for giving up your time. We've just gone over the one hour mark. Jeez. 
Thanks there you go. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. No problem. Honor and pleasure to be on your podcast, mate. Not a problem, mate. I really appreciate Thank you, so you much for having me today. Giving up your time. It's not a drum at all. Thank you for, for sharing all those stories. Um, it's very diverse and very um, very colourful in terms of health and fitness. But um, how old are you? Are you 29. 29, yeah. So you've achieved so much for 29. Like, it's unbelievable. That's unreal. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks no again problem. for having me. Oh, no worries at all, mate. And um, as I, uh, so if anyone has enjoyed this podcast, please um, screenshot it, share it on your stories, tag myself, obviously, chat, tag Jay as well. Um, be very greatly appreciated. And, uh, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And uh, to wind up, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.